Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather. Uh, my name is Ann Ortley, and today I am sitting on my turquoise striped couch overlooking Boca Sieg Bay in Florida. Uh, happy Easter. This is the weekly weather for April 4th, uh, 2021. And um, I bought a condominium last Wednesday, March 31st. So I'm broadcasting my first broadcast from here. And this will be uh, the bright red desk will be the summer broadcast. Again, I'll be back there next week. But this will be the home of the winter broadcast. So this is the inaugural broadcast. Welcome to everybody. It's a beautiful day here in Florida. Uh, I'm down in St. Petersburg overlooking the Boca Siega Bay, which is it's just a beautiful, beautiful bay. And it's a beautiful, sunny day. So um, we actually have a kind of sunny week ahead of us, interestingly. Um, so it seems important or inaugural to say that. And uh, a lot of exciting new things taking place in everybody's lives. A lot of changes, unexpected endings, you know, because... Uh, Mercury was at the last degree of Pisces all last week, and he just went into Aries um, last night. And now he is officially in Aries, and he is uh, speaking his speaking his truth. Plus, because the Aries planets have been in the sky for a little while, Sun and Venus have been in Aries, but they've been reporting to Mars, which they always do, and Mars has been in Gemini. Right, so uh, when he was in Gemini, he was reporting to Mercury in Pisces, which is why everything was a little unclear, and you had to do things a couple times because of the Gemini nature of Mars, and it was a little, un, you know, like misinterpretation, misinstruction, unexpected endings because Mercury was at the last degree of Pisces, the last signs of Pisces, last sign of the zodiac, last degree. But now he's in Aries, so now he's going to make that Mars very crisp and clear, and he is giving instructions. Mercury in Aries, of course, is a very direct Mercury, speaks his truth, whether you like it or not, and you might not like it, but he's telling you the truth, so you kind of have to go, okay, you know, I'm hearing you. Uh, And I always, you know, I always, when I tell my stories on the podcast, I always ask permission to tell them. Uh, before I tell them, because I like to give you an example of how to remember it, you know. And in this case, it was a friend of mine who said to me, she had Mercury and Aries, she said, you know, Anne, you're very smart. I'm surprised you're not more successful. And I kind of looked at her and I went, well, you know, there's a compliment in there somewhere. Uh, I'm very smart, okay. And then, of course, she was a Taurus, so we measure, I'm a Virgo, we measure our successes by our sun sign, so I felt I was pretty successful as far as my son was concerned, but her son in Taurus felt, no, no, there was a different measure of success. So that's the other thing. This week when people are very uh, direct with you or very sharp with you, remember they're coming <clears throat> from their perspective of what their chart says, not necessarily your chart. And I think we forget that sometimes. You know, we, we're talking to someone and they're saying something to us and, you know, they're giving us our they're giving us their story from their perspective, not necessarily what our story is. So that's an important thing to remember this week as Mercury takes a turn for the sharp. <laughs> and people might say things to you that you go, wow, that was a little sharp. Or you might find yourself saying stuff that's a little sharp. And um, you want to just recognize that that's part of the deal. So uh, we, when we look at these, you know, because I remember – I remember, you know, and if you read books like Brene Brown or 
Martha Beck or any of the, the, the people that help us understand our path through the world, they always use examples from their practices or from their uh, their experiences. You know, Brene Brown goes on at great length about conversations she had with her therapist. So it's understanding we remember stories by hearing them or seeing them or them filing to things. And this week, we're going to remember our stories. It's one of those weeks that, you know, like 10 years down the road, I'll say, you know, so what happened in March, beginning of April of 2021? And of course, my answer to that will be that's when I bought my condo. Um, in Florida and made the plans for the rest of my life, you know, or at least the next foreseeable chapter of it, um, to be a, you know, winter bird, winter bird in Florida, summer bird in New York. I'm going to migrate every, every season. Uh, for all of us, this is a big week of deciding for a couple of reasons. We're going to have a new moon next Sunday. And that new moon, ready, ready, <laughs> is a 22 Aries, right? Now remember, that was where we had all of the stuff from uh, the COVID clump. They all hung out. The Capricorn planets all hung out at 22. The Saturn-Pluto conjunction was at 22. Jupiter and Pluto met three times at 22, 23, 22. And now we're having a new moon at that degree. And, of course, last summer we had Mars and Aries, you know, from the beginning of July through the end of December, squaring that point three times, saying take action, take action, take action. And now this week we have the new moon at 22 Aries. So if you had a hard time, say, in August, September, before the Mercury, before Mars stationed to go retrograde, and first in my case, that was when I had COVID, um, and I know quite a few people in my client base had pretty dramatic things going on in, in, in August and early September. And then we made accommodations. We made adjustments. I know I awoke from my COVID fever and I said, you know, like, life is short, man. I need to figure out what I want to do with it. So here I am, new moon, uh, starting this whole new chapter, right, at 22 Aries. So we're going to blend those stories. We're going to say the COVID clump, which got us all restructuring our lives and thinking about it. And then we had Mars dance on this point three times last year, uh, July, August, September, October, November, December, one to make you aware through September, from September to December, uh, to, from September 9th to December 11th, making you conscious of what you had to change. And then from November 11th through the end of the year, starting to put it in place. And now we have an initiating, inaugurating new moon in, at 22 Aries, squaring that point. Now what happens when planets meet at a point like that is the point stays sensitive for 38 years. Because <laughs> this conjunction is a 38-year cycle. Or, you know, you want to go for the smaller group, 13 years, the Jupiter-Pluto cycle. I'm good either way. You don't want to do 38, you know, you can commit to... You can commit to 13. But at any rate, the universe is unfolding as it should, right? So, so this is an initiating energy, and it says, okay, so now that you know all that stuff, now what do you want to do about it? And so as the sun and the, and the moon meet up at 22 Aries, they're forming an opening square, an action-oriented, figure it out, move forward, and make some choices, make some plans, make some decisions about the direction of your life. So, you know, I do a new moon webinar every new moon, so we'll have the new moon webinar next Sunday, 
from the bright red desk. But, you know, this week is the setup for it. Because remember, we always kind of see the setup happening as the moon comes in uh, to, to join her conjunction with the sun. It's a, what we call a balsamic phase. So there's a lot of releasing, you know. So I have people selling their houses. I have me going home and figuring out what I'm packing and bringing down in the winter. Uh, we're initiating new energy. And all the planets, all of them, every single one of them, is moving forward right now. And they're all in a bowl shape. They're all on one side of the chart, meaning everybody's over hanging out together. So it's kind of team, team, team universe. And they're hanging out between the um, Capricorn placements and the uh, Mars and Gemini, right? So they're in that little pod. It's not quite a bundle because Mars is in Gemini outside of the tight trine. But the moon is in there, and he, she's moving through. The sun's in there. Venus is in there. So we're having a lot of forward motion energy uh, for our uh, lives these, this week. Remember, the heavens are all still reporting into uh, into Saturn. When Venus goes into Taurus, we're going to have a slight shift, but that's not quite yet. Um, but right now, everybody's still the Saturn's still the boss of everybody. So it's all about your karma. It's all about your purpose. It's all about the structure of your life you're creating. And this week is an important one, but because it is balsamic phase, aspecting that COVID clump. Uh, aspecting, a- activating all the points from the Mars uh, direct, retrograde direct over the summer where he squared it a few times, activating the Jupiter-Pluto conjunction three times, you know it's going to be a big week. But it's a big week of I'm done with this, I'm going to go do this. I'm finished with that, I'm ready for this new thing. So it's a lot of releasing ending energies, stories done, karma's over, on to the next but it's also a new energy around creation, abundance, expansion, new ideas about how we get there, where we go, what we do. So it's an interesting week. We also have a fast-moving um, hammer of Thor in the sky as Venus pulls into square Pluto. And the handle of the, you know, so hammer of Thor is the two-planet square, so Venus is in Aries. She's pulling into square Pluto this week. And as she does that, she's going to make a sesquiquadrate to um, Vesta in Virgo. So Vesta in Virgo is the handle of the hammer. So this also is a fabulous aspect for spring cleaning, (laughs) where you look at your house and you go, okay, let's get rid of that, you know. So down here, you know, this is an apartment I I bought. I didn't rent, I bought it. Yeah, it's a a buy-in, it's a buy. And it's fully furnished, and it has a lot of stuff in it. And the previous owners were cooks, so the kitchen's really got good stuff in it. But it also has stuff in the drawers, you know, suntan lotion and golf balls and things like that, you know, which I'm going to spend a little time this week you know throwing away uh, because it's not my stuff uh, and I don't really see the need of it I'm going to keep the cleaning supplies of course because I'm a Virgo and I'm going to keep the Christmas paper because you know who doesn't need Christmas paper but I'm going to let go of um, some of the other parts of it so it's it's a big house cleaning spring cleaning you know what are you carrying forward great week for diets great week for uh, cleanses you know if you're in the in the cleansing process you, know, you want to do a liver cleanse or fasting or something like that excellent energy for that this week um and we have a lot of energy in the heavens uh kind of speaking to where we're going and of course um you know today the uh you know as we're looking at the moon phases 
you know, we're, we know we're going to that new moon in Aries, right? So that's always good. But that means we're at the back end of the zodiac in terms of the moon. So today, the moon is in Capricorn, um, and its closing aspect will be on the 5th. Uh, and that's a conjunction, and that's at 3.05 in the morning. And then it enters Aquarius uh, on April 5th, uh, Monday at 9.03 a.m. It goes into Aquarius. The Aquarius closing aspect is a conjunction to Jupiter. So moon conjunct Jupiter in Aquarius is really nice. Lots of expansion, lots of new ideas, lots of big visions. Uh, So moon goes void at 6.04 a.m. on the 7th. And then at 4.30 on the 7th, it enters Pisces. Uh, So the moon is void basically most of Wednesday. It enters uh, Pisces at 7.48 p.m. Again, these are East Coast times. Um, I'm sorry, it enters Pisces at 4.30 p.m. And then, uh, so it goes void on April 7th at 6.04. i got to slow down a little now. I'm doing the dates. Uh, 6.04 a.m. on April 7th, it goes void. It enters Pisces at 4.30 p.m. on April 7th. And then it goes void in Pisces with a sextile to Pluto at 7.48 p.m. on April 9th. So that's, again, a really nice closing aspect. So we have, you know, the Capricorn moon has a conjunction closing aspect. The Aquarius moon has a conjunction to Jupiter. And the, um, the Pisces moon has a sextile to Pluto. And then uh, Moon and Venus meet up this week, which is always fun because they have a they have a little confab and they meet up after the Moon goes into Aries on April 10th, and uh, at 2 8, 2 10 a.m. So it's void from 7:48 p.m. on the 9th till early morning 2:10 and enters Aries, and Moon Moon goes void with a conjunction to Venus 8:06 uh, on April 12th. And then at 1.43 in the afternoon on April 12th, it enters Taurus, and it goes void with a trine to Pluto. So this week, even though it's closing, releasing, ending energy, lots of lots of energy around good endings. So it's a good time to begin things because they'll turn out good. Uh, And one of the things that we look at is the last aspect that the moon makes before it goes void because it describes what will happen on that day. So one of my students, Yuko, a brilliant astrologer and a Scorpio. And so she's always like, she always looks at the closing aspects that the planets make and she goes, ah, bad closing aspect when she meets somebody or when she, back when she was, when she was dating, she goes, no, 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 bad aspect, not going to turn out good. So it's always good to look at that closing aspect and see what the outcome of the events on those few days are. And you want to pick a good one, unless you're trying to break up with someone, and then you want a closing aspect that says, we're done, we're finished. So you can break up with them on a bad, you know, break up with them on a separating or a hard energy, because it'll be over, you'll be done, you'll be happy, they'll be gone. So that's the energy of the moons this week. And of course, you know, as we watch them unfold, we know we're going towards that new moon at 10.31 p.m. on the 11th. Um, and so there's a lot of energy kind of forward motion. This week also with Mars in Gemini, he's going to be rolling into a square with Neptune on Friday. One of the things that happens with Mars is we feel him as he's approaching. Saturn and Uranus are always exact on the day of. You know, when they hit the aspect, it's boom that day. Mars and Gemini, we feel it as we're rolling in. So we're going to feel the energy kind of roll in this week. 
and it's a you know it's kind of a forward motion, but it also has a, a quality of um, you know the working with the dream, we're understanding the dream. And Venus this week has a nice aspect. Uh, she's pretty busy. She has aspects this week to Mars. She and Mars are in a sextile on Tuesday, so they're kind of moving forward, right? She's in Aries coming in for a closing sextile to Mars and Gemini. So she's saying, Mars, getting ready to meet you in a couple of weeks uh, when I get into Gemini. Uh, but in the meantime, actually she'll meet them up when they get into Cancer, but that's beside the point. So um, she's coming in for a closing land- landing, and we also have her sextiling Jupiter next Saturday the 10th, and also squaring Pluto on the 11th, which is the throw away things, clean out your house, get rid of stuff. The busy weeks this week, the Donald List is the 6th, is super busy, Tuesday the 6th, because there's a lot going on. Very kind of quiet the rest of the week. A little bit of emotion, feeling, you know, flooding on Friday the 9th because of all the Neptune, plus Moon is in Pisces. Uh, so the ninth can feel very emotional, or even the eighth sometimes can feel emotionally overwhelmed. And then we enter decision mode with that new moon in Aries and all the planets in Aries. Now, remember last night, Mercury went into Aries at 11.41 p.m. So we are more decisive, more precise, more direct in our communication. And the intense days this week that are good are the six, the ones that are a little more emotionally fraught, are Friday the 9th. That's the Donald list. We like to, we like to think of it. Donald said, Ann, you know, I like it when you tell me which days are going to be good. I'm like, all right, I can do that. Moon goes into Aries, of course, on Friday the 10th. And so next weekend is supercharged for getting stuff done. Mercury's sextile to Saturn and Venus is sextile to Jupiter. And then Venus is square Pluto. So you can really kind of power through things when the moon's in Aries, answering to that Mars in Gemini. You may have to do it twice because Mars is in Gemini. So, you know, when you're going through your closets, make a pile of I'm not sure, and then go through that pile again, you know. Good week for Marie Kondoing. If you don't know who she is, she's the one that says, hold it in your hand and see if it brings you joy. And if it does, keep it. And if it doesn't, pitch it. So good news for all of us. If it doesn't bring you joy, pitch it. If it keeps you happy, take it. <laughs> Keep it. All right, and this little couch makes noise. It's actually a pull-out bed. There's all these little surprises as I'm going around this apartment. Okay, so we did the moons, so now we're going to do the, the planets. Ready? Okay, so the sun this week, as we mentioned, is in Aries, and he gets up to 25 Aries. Uh, he's right now, he's about, seven, about uh, 16, 17. Um, he gets to Ceres, um, He's about 16. He is in a lot of action when he's in Aries. And, of course, because now Mercury's shifted, Mars is now much more definitive. But, again, you have to do things two times. So it's just kind of know that as part of part of the deal. So, you know, when I was doing my closing, Mars, <laughs> Mars was in Gemini, too, and in Pisces, answering to Mercury in Pisces. I have a Mercury-Mars square in my chart, so that's why when I get going, I can go really fast, but a little bit, right? And my, I can talk quickly. I once talked somebody out of robbing me at gunpoint, and the DA, we caught him, and when we prosecuted him, I mean, I was a witness, he, the DA prosecuted him. He goes, if she started talking at you, wouldn't you give up? <laughs> and the jury found him guilty in 20 minutes Um, because I was talking so fast the court stenographer asked me to slow down (laughs) 
<laughs> so I know when I get nervous, I talk really fast. But I also get a little distracted because I have a Mercury-Mars square in my chart. So I came for the walkthrough. We couldn't find the keys because the selling broker had taken it. And we found the handyman who let us in. And then we went to leave. And my broker said, well, I'll see you at the closing at 1. And I'm like, okay. So um, oh, it's like 12.10. So I go and there's a Subway shop. And I thought, I'll get a Subway. You know, I'm hungry. And I get there and there's a big line. And I'm like, I don't really have time to wait in the line. So I leave and I get in my car. <clears throat> now I live in New York. I do not drive much, right? Um, in fact, I only drive when I come to Florida, which always takes me a couple of days to get my driving legs again, and I'd only been here a day, right? So um, I'm very preoccupied, you know, working on figuring out, okay, you know, uh, get to the closing. Uh, I back up and I hit a car. <laughs> now, mind you, I'm going only three miles an hour. I'm not a fast driver either, right? I might talk – I mean, I, I used to drag race when I was a kid, but, you know, I was young and stupid then. Now I drive cautiously. And I back up into this car, and this guy hops out, and it's one of the subway employees. So he's in the green shirt, and he starts yelling at me. I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And then I'm like, you should be in there self- serving people. It's lunchtime. Why are you in your break? And I didn't say that, but I'm sorry. I didn't mean to hit you. And then I've rented a Camry, and they drop off weird in the front. So I can't really tell where the car ends, right? (laughs) So I pull forward, and I hit a truck. (laughs) And it's one of the guys from the subway, one of the old guys that was in line chatting up the clerk, who is why we were taking so friggin' long to get our orders in, comes out, and he, like, looks at me. I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And he looks at his bumper, and he rubs, and he goes, okay, you're fine, and he waves me. I say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. So, you know, I had to do it twice. I had to hit two cars on the way to my closing. And I kind of thought as I was pulling out of the parking lot, and it's probably like rain on a wedding day, you know. Like if it rains in the morning, it's supposed to be lucky. So I guess hitting two people with my car, not hard, no dents, no damage, but the bump, bump, you know, Mars and Gemini. So watch for those doubles this week. You've still got Mars and Gemini till the middle of April. I think it goes out of Gemini on the 23rd. So this week with the sun in Aries answering to Mars and Gemini, as well as Mercury, as well as Venus, they're all going to have to do things twice. So just be patient, roll with the punches, go, all right, all right, I've got to do it again. Uh, so sun this week um, in his journey along, he does have a sesquiquadrate to Neptune on the 11th. So something's going to become clear to you that you hadn't seen before. There's also, as he goes into uh, form a square, uh, form a hammer of Thor. He has part one of that hammer. He'll have part two next week with Pluto because he's coming into square Pluto. And he'll start the hammer of Thor on April 11th. Again, hammers of Thor are always good for throwing things away. The Virgo is, uh, Vesta is in Virgo retrograde at um, 6, Virgo, 6.59. So it's the handle. Spring cleaning, baby. Diets, exercise programs, wanting to swap this stuff off. You know, the COVID-19, because you're going to be able to wear a bathing suit this summer, uh, you know, start that diet. A lot of energy around partnerships on the 13th. Uh, Sometimes partnerships that can be a little contentious, but they're forward motion. And then the sun also has a sextile to Mars on the 13th, which is kind of a forward motion. Now, Venus has a sextile earlier in the week. She has a sextile on April 6th. So she's going to do it first, and then the sun's going to come along, and he's going to do it. And then in a couple weeks, Mercury's going to come along, and he's going to do it. So we're having this hammer of Thor getting set off 
and it is, remember, it's square. It's similar to the summer energy, right, where Mars squared those points. And he formed a hammer like three times in September. Um, and as, you know, the planets in Virgo went through and stimulated it, right? So now we have Vesta parked there at six, so she's forming the handle to the hammer. So we just know these are opportunities for us to clear stuff out. Uh, Mercury this week runs from zero Aries, where he entered last night, to um, 14 Aries. So he's moving pretty quick. He's in a pretty fast little clip. And he has, uh, when he's in early Aries, not a whole lot of stuff going on. He has a quintile on the 8th and the 9th to Mars and Pluto. Now, quintiles are, are considered aspects of grace, where you're able to see something, get something accomplished, figure it out. So the 8th and the 9th are good aspects for resolving outstanding issues with situations that you haven't been able to get to move, um, and now you should be able to. You know, it's kind of like... Uh, you know, following up with people or making sure stuff gets done. A lot of creative energy with Mercury as he hits a series on the 6th and the 7th, you know, coming up with new ideas. He also has an opportunity to kind of, you know, have a smart remark like my friend Teddy made to me on April 9th. <laughs> so if someone says, or April 8th going into April 9th, if someone says something to you that you kind of go, I think that was a little, in, well, there was a compliment in there, but uh, that's their version of their lives. Uh, Mercury is also semi-square, Jupiter, on the 9th, so that's a little bit of an overabundance energy. And he has lovely aspect to trine to the nodes of fate on April 10th. And remember, the nodes are in Sagittarius and Gemini, so he's, he's sextiling the north node, he's trining the Sag. Great opportunity to sign up to learn stuff, to sign up for information, to sign up for new ideas, because there's a, there's a whole host of energy there and then mercury is also sextile saturn on april 10th um as part of his moving forward uh you know kind of closing sextile coming in for a landing when he gets to aquarius um but he is also uh actually no it's an opening sextile i take that back so he's sending out information moving in the world um and then he has a little bit of confusion on the 11th, not too bad, but he clarifies it uh, by the 12th. So whatever the confusing thing is, you resolve. Venus this week is, she's also in Aries, and she runs from uh, 19 Aries to 27, 28 Aries. So she's moving fast. She's going to go into Taurus next week when the sky sun shifts because all the planets that are in Taurus or in Libra will be answering to Venus instead of everybody answering to Saturn. So we'll have a little bit of shift in the energy because she'll be out of um, war mode into grow and love mode. And of course, she's turned into an evening star, so she's in a more gracious uh, phase of her journey. Um, so she, of course, has a sextile on the 6th of April. She's in Aries and it's sextiling uh, Gemini. Mars, and it's coming in for a landing, right, because it's going to get to Gemini in about a month and a half. Well, probably meet up with Mars and Cancer, but she's coming in for a sextile, so she's figuring stuff out. And she, of course, is going to go through that um, COVID clump and stimulate that. She's going to do that on the 8th. So we're going to have that COVID clump woken up by her. She forms a ha uh, hammer of Thor starting on April 8th with Pluto, again, clearing out stuff, throwing things away, 
and then she also is really committing to partnership on the 9th. So there's opportunities in the 9th. A lot of people I know are working on deals or working on getting things accomplished or, you know, sending in their final edit for their book or, you know, a lot of real forward motion energy then. And then she has a, she has a hard aspect to the nodes on April 11th. Um, she has the sextile to Jupiter on the 10th, which is good news and a lot of it. I know she's a little cranky on the 9th because she meets up with Eris, but she has a hard aspect to the nodes of fate on the 11th, which the sun will have next week. Um, and so what happens when, when Venus has a hard aspect to the nodes is that she often asks us to make a choice about things. Um, she points out something that needs to shift or change, and we, of course, have the opportunity to do it. So that's what she's doing, and that's on the 11th. So she'll have a realization, and then she has to make a choice, and then she squares Pluto on the 11th, and she makes the choice, right? So that's big. Mars this week, happy aspects with Pluto and Chiron. He does have a square to Neptune that I talked about on the 9th. Again, seeing something you hadn't seen, making decisions, breaking up with relationships on the 13th because he's got an opposition to Juno, and he's a little annoyed about it, but he knows he has to do it with his sextile. He's also sextile to uh, Eris on the 13th. Jupiter this week, nice and abundant, helping you see things, not really doing anything particularly difficult, but the 4th brings news forward that you need to pay attention to. On the 9th, Saturn has an aspect to the nodes of fate. He trines and sextiles them. Again, choice week, like I said, the beginning of the broadcast. This is going to be one of those weeks where I'm going to say to people, what would you do that last week in March, first week in April? And everybody's making big life choices, ending things, starting things, changing direction. I have a few funerals happening this week because uh, the fathers, the parents, the sibling just passed, you know, kind of suddenly and unexpectedly last week. So the Saturn aspect in the nodes of fate gives us a choice uh, on the 9th, and then Pluto aspects the nodes of fate in a decision-making mode on the 11th, and Athena aspects the nodes of fate on the, 14th, on the 13th. So we're making lots of choices this week. Now remember, Mars is still in Gemini, so we're not 100% committed to the choice, or we may have two options. And in this case, I would say, you know, pick both of them, and see which one works. It's kind of like which one's going to flourish and grow because you don't have to choose just yet. When Mars goes into Cancer in a couple weeks, you'll have to pick. But right now, you're kind of like, I think I'm going that way. And, you know, give yourself permission to make that choice because this is a week where we're going to be asked to look at things and decide what we want. And we also have Juno, the planet of partnership, stationing to go retrograde. So she's inviting us She's inviting us to reconsider our relationships and work them in a new way. So that's it. It's a busy week, fast, 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 quick, 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 decision point, decision point, decision point. In some cases, you're going to be really clear about the decision. In other cases, you're like 90% clear, but you're not 100. Like, I know I'm going to throw away the orange golf balls, but I might not throw away the skin cream, you know? <laughs> um, yeah, it's like understanding what is important, what's not, you know, that that kind of week. And really, really, because of the Mercury and Aries, it's fast. So something may happen that shifts your focus really quickly and makes you see it in a whole different way, and that is as it's supposed to be. 
All right. Hope that helps. Have a great Easter. I got my cousin and a friend of mine coming over for Easter dinner. I'm going to cook my first dinner in my new condo. Wishing you all a great week and uh, big hugs from uh, Boca Ciega Bay. And early signing off from the turquoise-striped couch overlooking the bay. Broadcast next week from the bright red desk. And there will be a new moon webinar uh, mon- Sunday, next Sunday, the, whatever that day is, because uh, the new moon's that night. So those of you who like to attend the new moon webinars, Rose will be sending out a newsletter probably Wednesday when I get, Thursday when I get back to New York. Registration's not up yet, so don't go register, but it'll be next week. Have a great week. Decisions, 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 2021, based on all the stuff you went through in 2020. Remember, this is a five-year. It's a year of change. Go for the change. Go for the gusto. You're ready. Anne or Lee, saying goodbye. 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 Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.